This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, hour two of Sportsnet today underway from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios. I'm Logan along with Cam and Taylor on a Friday, on a Flames game day. The weather is gorgeous outside. We're excited for what could be one of the biggest games of the season for the Calgary Flames. Thinking on their division rivals, the Vancouver Canucks, who are one of the surprises of the late season across the NHL. Despite coming into tonight's game, losing their last uh, outing 6-5 in overtime to St. Louis, the Canucks 7-2-1 in their last 10. One of the hottest teams in March and will not be an easy out for the Calgary Flames who all of a sudden find themselves right on the heels of the Winnipeg Jets. Two points back to be exact with equal games played. Winnipeg also in action Friday night as they take on the Detroit Red Wings. And the Pittsburgh Penguins doing the Calgary Flames a bit of a favor last night, taking down the Nashville Predators by a 2-0 score, meaning that Nashville is now a point behind Calgary with just one game in hand. So the game in hand shrinking for Nashville, the points ahead of the Flames shrinking for the Jets. All of a sudden, after Winnipeg and Calgary play game 76 tonight, Calgary could, could have closed that gap on Winnipeg heading into the weekend with equal games played. The Preds do not play on Friday, so they don't factor in to the scoring today. Belief level increasing around this Flames team as of right now, just getting ready for uh, game day news and notes from uh, Vancouver. Michael Stone and Matthew Coronado making the trip to Vancouver, whether they play or not. Tonight's still up in the air. Chris Tanev expected to remain out with an upper body injury. On the Vancouver side of things, head coach Rick Tockett announcing that uh, Vancouver's big trade deadline acquisition that surprised a lot of people. Philip Ronick, who came in from the Detroit Red Wings, uh, will not play tonight and is not expected to play for the remainder of the season. He's been dealing with a bit of a shoulder injury. Tockett wants him to continue rehab, continue to get his shoulder stronger. So a already depleted Vancouver back end loses one of their top four pieces and one of their newest additions in Roenick, which is uh, good news for the Calgary Flames, who not only play Vancouver this Friday, but also head back to Vancouver for Hockey Night in Canada next Saturday. And as Lou mentioned in our chat a little bit earlier on with him in Hour 1, Vancouver could be one of the major stumbling blocks ahead of the Calgary Flames and their hopes for a postseason berth because, yes, Winnipeg is in there and Nashville are in there, and those are, of course, 
important games, but as we mentioned, no team has been winning as much of late when it comes to Flames opponents as the Vancouver Canucks have. So got to be careful. It's a division rival that will no doubt want to play spoiler for the Calgary Flames. Uh, we'll see how Calgary responds in a big matchup tonight in Vancouver. want to flash you back over to uh, the morning show with Russick and Rose, the big show every morning, 6 to 9 on your airwaves here, uh, and get uh, NHL perspective from Nick Kiprios, Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto, uh, the host of Real Kipper and Bourne, of course, former NHLer, uh, Stanley Cup champion. Uh, the guys had Nick on today to discuss a little bit of everything when it comes to the Calgary Flames, their situation right now, uh, what it's like having a coach like Daryl Sutter, and even a bit of the end on the Winnipeg Jets and why Nick thinks this is Calgary's spot to lose when it comes to the Western Conference playoff picture. Here's Nick Kiprios, former NHLer with Russick and Rose earlier today on the Flames and the Winnipeg Jets. Um, I've been talking about this the last, I don't know, three or four weeks. I don't believe in the Nashville Predators, <laughs> Kipper. I don't live in this world where the Predators are going to pass the Flames and get into the playoffs or even catch the Winnipeg Jets. Are you with me? I am with you. Okay. Uh, and last night kind of put uh, any thoughts to that to rest, right? I mean, uh, it really is shaping up whether or not uh, Winnipeg's just going to fall off uh, the cliff here in the next uh, 10 days. So, uh, listen, I mean, we, we know how tough it, of a season it's been for the Calgary Flames. Yeah. But over the course of 82 games, uh, you know, seldom do you see one one game change a season or the, the feeling of a season. But I think we saw that the other night with a 2-1 win over L.A., right? It, it, it had to have changed the perception of whether or not Calgary could really save their season. And I think that, that win against L.A. did that for most people. Well, especially when you you know you get an eight spot rung up on you by that same team the week before, and the way they just shut that game down once they had the lead, like it, it kind of reminded me of how the Flames would shut out leads the year prior, and that's got to be something good for them moving forward. Like, uh, how can a, a win like that not only help you with the play, but kind of the mental aspect when it's been such a hard season? Oh, for sure, and. Daryl's been enough of these games to understand that, you know, playoffs are made and broken on two, one games and power plays that are seldom and five on five. There's no room out there in, in the playoffs. The space shrinks up. Yeah. That's why when you can lock it down uh, on a two, one score, you're more off to have playoff success than thinking that last shot wins. And uh, that was a typical playoff game uh, led by Markstrom. And that's going to have to be a, a narrative moving forward for Calgary to have success. There's uh, really in your market and in ours, there's a couple of NCAA players that are garnering a lot of attention and, and maybe fans getting excited for what they could be in the postseason. Matt Coronado here, Matthew Nyes with the uh, Leafs, although he's still playing in the Frozen Four. 
What do you think is a realistic expectation for players coming out of the NCAA after a junior or after a sophomore season, even like Coronado <laughs> and, and joining an NHL team in the heat of a playoff rush? Not like a team who's out of it and just kind of going out there and doing some laps. Well, maybe Pelche could answer that better yeah. uh, to mm-hmm. the NCAA guys than anybody, right? Yeah, exactly. It's been watching it's, for a little while hard. here. It's hard. It's really hard. And there's no question that, uh, you know, you come out of your programs respectively and you feel like you've got a, a pulse or a beat on, on where your next stage needs to be. Uh, but the reality is it very seldom happens when guys can come out of the NCAA and jump right into an environment where you're going to be a difference maker. They're going to get a game or two in. We know that. Uh, and it's best for Calgary and Toronto to uh, look at these scenarios and say, okay, in my bottom six, where can he fit in? How many legitimate minutes can I give these guys without hurting the team or hurting their confidence or their, you know, their, their mindset or, or their psyche? Um, you know, putting players in positions to not succeed uh, is is a coach's worst nightmare, right? And that's Daryl's going to be there. I'm not sure where the Leafs are with Nyes uh, in terms of how desperate they think they are to shore up their left side, which is by far their weakest on the roster. Uh, but it, it, it seldom happens, and the odds are against those guys coming in and, and, and making any type of impact. I'm not saying it won't happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, uh, you know, you can't catch uh, lightning in a bottle. But if you play the percentages, these guys are going to be good players. Unfortunately, it's going to have to wait. Um, Nick Kiprios from Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590, the fan Toronto star columnist, Stanley Cup champion on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Big show, Russick and Rose, 960, the fan. Kipper, I wanted to ask you about Daryl Sutter. A lot of uh, whispers in this market about what the future holds and how the guys maybe perceive their head coach and maybe he's just not very well liked uh, in the dressing room. I, I, I don't know that for a fact. It's just we're hearing a lot of those uh, that noise coming out of uh, a lot of people covering the team. If this team does get into the playoffs and heaven forbid wins a series, he's going to stay, right? I, I think he, he's going to stay regardless, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, and again, not privileged on any inside information, but I think there was a real commitment when he came back in. There was the contract. He's one of the highest paid guys. I just don't see uh, a, a scenario where you look the last 50, 60 games and come up with a conclusion that he's too old. Uh, players don't respond to him. They hate him. Uh, we got to get rid of him. I just don't see that scenario. You want to talk to me a year from now? Mm. I could have a different conversation with you. But I just, I just think that as an ownership group, when you make decisions like this, they, they need it to be well thought out that you are bringing an old-style co- coach in in today's world. And you, you have to support it. And, uh, you know, the old saying is, uh, you know, are the inmates running the asylum? And if you, if you think that way, 
then you should have never hired Daryl in the first place. How was he viewed around the league, Kipper? As a good hockey man, as a guy that understands the game, as a, as a guy that uh, uh, knows what it takes to win. Um, Daryl's held very highly. Now, did he make some mistakes? Does he get caught sometimes thinking that he needs to feed the media a line or an attitude that can make them chuckle? And mm. it's one of those things where it's, it's funny and cute and a great highlight reel for us, but if they're winning. And if they're not winning, then it becomes out of date, mean, um, you know, uh, insensitive, and, you know, let's get rid of that. And right now he's in a, he's in a predicament right now. He's, he's trying to save the season, and um, he's trying to still convince the naysayers that, you know, there's, there's a rhyme and reason to the things that I do. There's a method to the madness. The method to the mad, madness gets uh, lost when you lose. Uh, but I don't, I don't believe for one second that uh, uh, Daryl's just out of touch and it's over. Uh, I think, I think there's still a lot there. Uh, it's not, not the preference of a lot of people in today's world, in this sensitive world. Um, and we had that conversation the other day when Paul Maurice absolutely lost it mm-hmm. behind the bench, right? It's like, does that work anymore? Or do the guys just look at uh, <laughs> coaches and shake their heads and say, I'll, I'll outlast you, okay? I, I don't know. I, 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 still, I still believe in the, in the process of uh, sometimes tough love. What are you seeing with the Winnipeg Jets right now, Nick? Because, uh, man, they started out great. They get the new coach in. Basically, the big change in the offseason was taking the C off of Blake Wheeler. What are you seeing with the Jets as they kind of stumble down the stretch? Yeah, just a, touch of, uh, a ton of distractions. And I never gave them a chance to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year. And, uh, you know, they made me eat crow for most of the season. Huh. But, you know, from, from the start of uh, from the start of the Blake Wheeler stripping the captaincy to Paul Maurice abruptly uh, leaving uh, to the scenarios of uh, contract extensions uh, being needed in the next 12 months, I just thought that uh, that no matter what, we're going to see a different roster in about 12 to 18 months that this team, the, the core group, was going to implode. There's nothing that has taken me off that, that line. Uh, but it was amazing up until this point that they were able to have the success that they've had. But I'm just, I'm just thinking a lot of it's uh, maybe, maybe overwhelming right now and the fact that uh, Hellebuck isn't there to save every game for them. Uh, maybe it's all kind of catching up to them right now. That is Nick Kiprios, former NHLer, Stanley Cup champion, host of Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto. He joined Rustic and Rose on the big show earlier today. They had a, a good general chat around the NHL, but that good chunk there on some different topics around the Calgary Flames and their playoff push here, including that last bit on the Winnipeg Jets, who are in action tonight. They're taking on the Detroit Red Wings. They desperately need a win to stop the bleeding in Winnipeg. Uh, it's gone from bad to worse. Rick Bonus has called out uh, almost all of his star players. Hasn't worked for them yet. 
the lead shrinking when it comes to their lead over not just Calgary, but they're letting Nashville back in this conversation as well. Uh, those just part of the uh, four games on the NHL schedule tonight, including, of course, Calgary and Vancouver. Your late game, Dallas is in Arizona to take on the Coyotes. You've also got the Rangers and the Buffalo Sabres at 5 o'clock. Did mention this as well earlier. Canucks will be without uh, Philip Ronick for the remainder of the season, including tonight's game, uh, dealing with a shoulder injury. He, of course, was their big trade deadline acquisition and a move that not a lot of people saw coming when they traded with the Detroit Red Wings. So no Ronick tonight for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Expecting Thatcher Demko to get the start. Uh, we'll see exactly what it means on the Calgary side of things coming up a little bit later on. But in case you missed it, yes, Calgary with a chance to tie Winnipeg in points tonight if Winnipeg loses in regulation to the Detroit Red Wings and Calgary is able to pick up two points against the Vancouver Canucks tonight. Just a one-game road trip for the Flames. They're back in Calgary Sunday to take on the Anaheim Ducks. Then it's Chicago at home into Winnipeg next week for a huge showdown in Winnipeg against the Jets, and then into Vancouver on Saturday again next week. So Canucks are going to have their say against this, but for the Flames, you know, going back to it, strength of schedule has been a big topic on all of this. Kind of throw that all out the window, seeing as how Calgary has at times played down to their opponents this year, but you have to look at it from a Calgary perspective and think you like your chances if you can win the games that you should win. Well, that hasn't always been the case this year, but we'll wait and see what they can do tonight, specifically against the Canucks, and then into, like I mentioned, those games against Anaheim, Chicago, Winnipeg, and Vancouver next week. We'll take a break, come back on the other side. Let's hear from a couple members of the Calgary Flames, including Nikita Zadorov and Noah Hannafin on a game day. That's next here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, final segment of the program coming your way. On a Flames game day, Friday night hockey in Vancouver. 8 o'clock puck drop with Derek Wills and Peter Labardius. Lou and Steinberg with Flames warm-up at 7 o'clock tonight. They'll have all you need to know ahead of this big Pacific Division matchup between the Flames and the Vancouver Canucks. I'm Logan Gordon, Cam and Taylor, outstanding producers in the other room. Uh, Friday night for most of us will be spent, um, watching hockey. No baseball tonight, Taylor. You got your baseball fix yesterday though. Slightly. Slightly. What do you mean slightly? You know, it went, I was having to do some work. That that happens on work days. Yep. Yeah. Couldn't fully pay attention to the game. How about that pitch clock? Eh? Really shortening those games. Well, yeah, four hours. Had 19 runs, four Cameron. hours. Yeah, that, that's going to happen. Of highlight real Blue Jays baseball. No one wants to pitch. And everything is being hit. Pitch clock can't really help that. Well, those games are still going to be long. Of course, it was, I'm sure our boss, oh, yeah, this is perfect. Just fit it in there. Two and a half hours. Bada bing. Get right to Flames talk on yeah, time. Yeah, right in there. No, not going to happen. Live radio, baby. But a big win for the Jays. Not uh, the best game for Alec Manoa, but they find a way to win. George Springer, man, when he's healthy, he is just so good for this team. Jays are off today. 
as uh, most major league teams are. It goes from madness yesterday to just five games on the schedule today and then back at it tomorrow for a Saturday. Uh, 12-15 first pitch as the series continues from St. Louis. Kevin Gosman gets the start for the Jays. You can watch that game on Sportsnet or I believe listen to it right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, Jack Flaherty, going for the St. Louis Cardinals as baseball season is up and running across the major leagues. Of course, our focus here, still in the Calgary Flames, their push for a playoff spot in the Western Conference. It is a game day. Let's get some audio from a couple members of the Calgary Flames in Vancouver this morning, starting with defenseman Nikita Zadorov as his team looks to pick up a valuable two points tonight against the Canucks. Yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely raising inside the group. You know, it's a, it's definitely exciting time of the year. No seven games left. Fighting for our lives, fighting for a playoff spot. So um, definitely, uh, I mean, I like it, and I, I bet lots of guys in the room enjoying it as well. When you look at that game against LA, you guys did a lot of things right. What would be the most important thing in your mind to make sure you carry over into tonight? Good start. I thought we had a really good start. You know, obviously, it was three disallowed goals, so the game could have turned different direction. If Raju goal would count, you know, we would be up to nothing. So uh, definitely, I think the, the just commitment from everybody, from whole group, uh, overall was great. And I think that's where we got to carry on. We have a really skilled opponent group against us today. You know, they've been hot. They've been playing really well lately with the new course. So I think it's definitely going to be a great challenge for us. Does that make them more dangerous? They're not going to make the playoffs. They're a bit loosey-goosey. Oh, I would say, yeah. I mean, this league is uh, its all about confidence. It's all about uh, momentum as well. So I think we have a great momentum as well. So. Have you been watching uh, Winnipeg? Have you been doing some scoreboard watching? Well, yeah, obviously the the score's popping out, you know, after, you know, if we finish early, we get a problem on the TV and watch them definitely. So I think, you know, we can control what we can control. You know, we can cheer for all the teams, but we also need to get some wins. Kid, obviously these past two wins are going to be the focal point given that you kind of made that jump in the standings but this has been kind of a longer stretch of good hockey for you guys maybe would have been the hallmarks and have you know enabled you to have that success I mean just the things so we're all guys buying in you know um I think Marcus stepped in huge for us in the few games uh not only like to talk about the goalies a lot you know <laughs> I'm a little bit superstitious in that but uh it's been awesome you know the guys been scoring big goals for us the PK power play defensive one we were just overall like better team, you know, from the start of the game to until the finish. So I think just we just need to carry on for the past seven games. You talk about confidence, momentum. That's something that you guys haven't had a whole lot of together this year. Is that fair to say? Yeah, but it's it's also based on individuals as well, right? Like mm-hmm. you, like like I can control what I do on the ice as myself and go up there and then play my best hockey. You know, sometimes you have a but slumps, like when you don't play your good games, sometimes you're on your game all the time and some guys not. So, and then right now it's just uh, at this point of the year, you know, everybody's going to build their top game if you want to success somewhere and like be in the playoff team. When you guys that win over LA, you're up by a goal. There's a lot of games like that that you've lost. What does it mean to you that you were able to sort of battle and, and win that game? Well, I thought we lost the games when we were down by a goal. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a difference in there. When you're up by goal, I mean, you just play your hockey, you play defensive. You know, we've been doing that for two years of Daryl's system, the way he wants us to play and everything. So I think we still have it in our genes, you know. 
shut down games, we shut out a lot of games last year that way. So I think, and especially those close games, that's what, uh, if we make playoffs, that's what's going to count in playoffs. So I think definitely, you know, it's nice to see. Kind of on that note too, being without Chris Tanner, but you don't replace a guy like that, obviously, but maybe what have you liked about the way the, the rest of the decors have been able to step up, especially with some new pairings recently? Yeah, well, I mean, not really new. I played with Figsy for a while before, so I think definitely Gilbert and Stachy, they were good together. They've been good for the past couple of games, so it's, uh, I mean, uh, obviously when you're losing a guy like this, somebody else got to step up and uh, take take the, take his ice time in his uh, role, like the PK time and everything, so I think we've been doing a good job with that so far. Michael Stone looks like he might be ready to be back in. What does he bring to your team when he's in the lineup? Story is a, he's a he's a good player. He's an experienced guy. You know, definitely like there's uh, you can put lots of weight on him in uh, uh, specific situations on the edge. Also, he's one of the heaviest shot in the league probably. So, anytime I'm on the edge, I'm looking for him. Try to give him puck. You know, so make sure he shoots hard. Uh, I mean, he's a he's a he's a big part of our team. You know, it's it's always nice to have him back, especially for this round. That is Flames defenseman Nikita Zadorov on a game day from Vancouver. Flames getting set to take on their Pacific Division rivals tonight. They'll see each other again next Saturday in Vancouver as well for Hockey Night in Canada. Peter Labardius, who joins us every single day to kick off the program, highlighted uh, defenseman Noah Hannafin as uh, a player to watch for the Calgary Flames over these next couple of games as somebody that needs to step up big in the absence of one Chris Tanev, who is not expected to play tonight. Noah, one of the other Flames, to take part in media availability at the uh, Rogers Center in Vancouver. We'll hear from Noah now ahead of a game day against the Canucks. You know they're going to come firing. I wonder about Elias Patterson and what you notice about trying to contain a guy like him. Yeah, no, he's he's having a he's having a good year, and he's a he's a real skilled player. He's got a good shot, and, and, and you know, a smart player. So someone uh, you know, you got to be hard on. Can't give him too much time and space because when he has that, he can he can be real dangerous. So it's definitely something uh, you know we uh, we got to you know think about tonight. Confidence and momentum are two things I think you have right now, but have been in short supply this season. Would you agree with that statement? Uh, I mean, I think it's it's you know it's just sticking with it, and it's been a it's been a, a weird season at times. You know, like we've never really gotten a, a big run or anything like that. But um, you know, the opportunity is still there for us right now to do that. And I think uh, you know just got to build off the last game against LA. That was a huge win for us, and uh, you know I thought we played the right way. And um, you know, we know what we're up against. You know, I think we all know the situation in the room, and it's kind of do or die now. So, um, but these are the games you want to be a part of. I mean, every game is important, so it's it's fun. Would you say you play the right way against LA? What would be the most important thing that you'd want to see your team carry over into tonight? Um, yeah, I think we. I think it all started with us in the diesel last game. You know, obviously, Marky made some big saves, but I think we did a better job at containing and not giving up too many grade A chances and, and playing good in the defensive zone, and, and that led to. To us, you know, playing uh, in the offensive zone a little bit more and, and kind of getting more rush chances. So it's something, uh, it's just the way we got to play. You know, we kind of got to grind it and, and uh, be hard to play against. And, and when we do that, it's, uh, you know, we, have, we can have success. Is it staggering to think that you haven't won three in a row since early December, and yet here you are still very much in this thing? Yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been a unique year, but, um, you know, just trying to look at what's in front of us now. And, and obviously uh, these last, you know, games coming up are huge for us. But it, it is, uh, it's been, it's been a little strange, but it's nice that, you know, we're still very much in the mix here, and, and we have a lot of important games coming up. Noah Hannafin speaking to the media in Vancouver on a game day, and like what he says at the end there, you know, Ryan Leslie from Sportsnet asking him the question, you haven't won three in a row since December, but here you are sort of, I won't say controlling your own destiny. I think Winnipeg still has a lot to say about that, but in a position where 
if you win out or come close to winning out, you could find yourself absolutely in a playoff spot. And you know what? Noah said, yeah, look, it's just been one of those years, but we're here now. We're in a position to make a run at this thing. Let's go for it and not really think about what's happened so far. Just sort of be in the moment. And that's an incredibly important thing for this Calgary Flames team. It has not been easy to get to this point. You don't have to tell anybody here that's watched the Calgary Flames. You don't need to tell listeners or observers of the team. It's been hard to get here. Um, it's been one of the more frustrating years for a Flames fan in a very long time, but thanks to a couple of different things and uh, maybe some teams around you not playing so well, thanks to you being, you know, the loser point, let's say, has played a big role in this too for the Calgary Flames, being in games and being able to take at least one point when you haven't come out with a win, and all of a sudden you're still in this conversation. You have every reason to believe that over these next seven games, you could be the team that sneaks into that final spot. And I don't think that's being a homer. I don't think that's being glass half full. I think that's just realistic at this point where, you know, a couple of weeks ago when it's six points and Winnipeg has games in hand, yeah, it's a little bit more difficult, but Winnipeg hasn't done anything with those games in hand. And as of tonight, after both teams play, they could have equal number of games played and they could have the exact same amount of points. So does the rest of it really matter? Yeah, it matters in a way because how you get to this point and what you'll do with that opportunity is, of course, in some ways going to be dictated by who you are as a team. But take advantage of what you've got. If seven games is all it takes to determine your playoff lives being in or out, then simply run off of that if you're the Calgary Flames and don't worry about what the previous, you know, 70 looked like for the Flames. Just be in the moment now. Take advantage of the fact that, yeah, maybe you do have some teams that aren't in playoff races and change that narrative. You only have to change it for seven games and you could find yourself in a playoff spot, something that as of, what, two, three, maybe even four weeks ago seemed like a far cry for help to talk about this team actually being in a playoff spot. So, again, they've got to go out and do it. They have to change a couple narratives that have plagued them this year, including playing down to the opposition. But if, if this team does want to be in the playoff picture, they've got every opportunity in front of them, including right now tonight against a, a Vancouver team. That's not going to the playoffs. Doesn't have much to fight for when it comes to points on the board. They're dealing with some injuries as you'll hear in just a couple moments, but we'll see what the Calgary flames can muster in a very big game Friday night in Vancouver for a look at the opposition. On the other side tonight, we mentioned the Canucks dealing with some major injuries. Philip Roenick, their big-time trade deadline acquisition from the Detroit Red Wings, has been shut down for the remainder of the season with a shoulder injury. So they'll be without one of their top defensemen heading into tonight's game against the Calgary Flames and next weekend's game against the Flames as well. So it's a big loss for them. But they've been playing some good hockey of late, and they know to expect a big push tonight from the Calgary Flames. So look at the opposition we'll hear from head coach Rick Talkin of the Vancouver Canucks on a game day against the Calgary Flames. Yeah, it's, uh, he's, uh, we're not concerned about anything. It's, it's, there's a couple of weeks left. I'm not sure we're gonna even play him the rest of the year. I want him to get his uh, shoulder stronger. Um, so we've kind of made that decision. So, sir, you have made the decision? Uh, pretty well, pretty well. Yeah, we, it's, there's, there's really no reason for him to come back. Um, you know, if this is a playoff game, he would be, he'd be in the game. But it's not the playoff game, you know. I'll, I'll, listen, every game's important to us, obviously, but uh, not to the expense that we. Uh, yeah. He's, he he's going to have a long time to get his shoulder.
perfect. How did he feel about the decision? Uh, he, he's fine with it. You know, he, you know he, he listen. He just got traded. He wants to show he can play, and I thought he, we know what he can do. You know, especially his first two games, and I don't want him to go go out there thinking about stuff like that. So um, it's just important that he uh, he knows he has four months to get ready for next year. Was it a benefit? Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Was it a benefit to you and your staff to see him in the games that you did? So yeah, you yeah, yeah, for sure. There was, uh, like I said. Uh, you know, we're, we emphasize a lot of good on, you know, with breakouts. He, he's very good at that first pass type of defense. And I haven't, you know, and I think with the four months and getting him ready, the, his shot, you'll see his shot. He's got a great shot. I was going to say, so four, like rehab and rest is enough here. There's no fear of surgery or anything? No, no, the, sur- no. No surgery. Not even close for that. I mean, for the rest of the defense corps there, like <laughs> Jack was taking yeah. line rushes and he's on emergency recall right now. Well, it's a good thing in the sense that our depth of the organization is being challenged. You know, Wellanen comes up, Juleson comes up, you know, Brisbane comes up, now Rathbone. You know, maybe a couple other guys will get in here in the next couple of weeks. So you really, it's a good evaluation for the organizational depth of uh, defensemen. You're going with two defensemen, it looks like, on the second power play unit as well. What are you looking for? with that unit, I guess, in general, and kind of what you have with Myers and Rathbun at the top there? Yeah, it's just more of, a, you know, instead of the four forward look, um, Kratzoff's not going to play tonight, so usually he goes to that situation. So we're gonna, rather, I'd rather go that route um, than the, the four on, on the second unit. How long do you think you need to It's a good question. I, I, we, we, we really want to get him about five or six or seven good skates. Before he can go, that throws in there. But I think we, got, you know, one of these home games. I think we got to get him in. Like, like to get him in, yeah. He's good puck moving defenseman. You know, he's a little small right now, but I think with a, a good summer, you put some. You know, a lot of these guys once they put five pounds on or six pounds, um, what a difference um, for those type of guys. And McDonough in tonight. Yeah, McDonough. Yeah, yeah. Um, specifically, from coming in from being a college player, day one. How different is he from day one of arriving here to what you'll see tonight? Well, I think it'll be more. I think I didn't mind him in Chicago. I think it'll be even more comfortable. I, I like in practice, day, his shot is, he's got a really good shot. I really noticed it today. So, I hope he gets in, in position tonight and really uses that shot because, uh, like I said, that's the reason. One of the reasons why we, we signed him is his shot is, is an NHL shot. It's a you know an above NHL shot for sure. Talked before about playing teams are maybe don't have time to play for it. Playing teams tonight that's got yeah. a lot to play for. How much do you think you guys can? Feed off that environment. Yeah, it's it's a good game for us because you know our St. Louis game. I, I love our fight, but our D zone coverage wasn't good. It was like, like I like to see us bounce back from that. And obviously, we played a desperate team. Calgary's, you know, they're going to be in a foul mood tonight. Uh, desperate team, and um, you know, one of these we have to kind of match that um, because when you you know if you're just playing. Th- you're not playing th- through people and, you know, you're just playing the game. It could get ugly. So I think, you know, we warned the team, hey, this is going to be a desperate team. And um, it's kind of fun to play these games for, for guys that, uh, you know, you want to you play and it means something. And, and I'll tell you, Millsy and Husey and Pettit, like, they're, they're playing the games like they want to win, which helps our depth guys watch these guys do that. Krasov's not in tonight, but these last few games, how important are they for people like Krasov and Stadnika who haven't really carved out a spot for them? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a tough one because, you know, you know whether they're projects or, got, you know, you got to really earn your spot. And I, you know, Kratzi's got to understand that it's, you know, 
Uh, he's got some talent, but we need him to really dial in and want to be an NHL player. And, and uh, this is a big summer for him. I know I keep saying it, but uh, you know I haven't seen enough from for him to him to be on in the lineup and want it. You know I know, you know, you know there's there's games on the line, and I got to trust guys that are going to go out there and, and, and listen. He's given some good moments. Don't get me wrong. He's just got to get stronger. He's got to get in shape. You know, you know he's got to. He, to play at this level, so it's it's important that he shows us that. Same thing, you know, like uh, like St. Louis, we put him in the lineup. You know, I, I think he has to say the same thing. Like it's a, to me, it's the battles. Like a, you, you got to be on the right side of the battles and win some of those. You can't be two for eight. You know, like I'll take five hundred right now. And the, but I think for those guys getting stronger and and really body position. That's why they're working with the Twins on body position, puck possession. Um, your bottom six has to change the game, not, not always by scoring, but whether you keep the puck in the other end, make the other team's best team uh, players play in their own end instead of one and done. And um, that's the key for those guys if they want to be in the NHL. Rick, you put Dakota Joshua on the top line yeah. in St. Louis, but perhaps more revealing, six on five at the end of the game, he was still there. Um, how much can you see over the balance of the season in terms of putting guys in positions they maybe haven't played before and seeing how they respond. Is that a priority? Yeah, well, I had uh, Giuseppe out there for about 30 seconds. We had a whistle, and I, you know, I put Josh, uh, just won a bigger guy. And if you, if you, we, won, we won the draw. Well, the puck was loose, and he got the draw. <laughs> Big guy, he knew his job, and he did it, and we scored a goal because of him. He got assist. Did he assist on the? He might have got an assist on it, I think. But I guess my point is, um, those guys, you know, we, we need retrieval type, big type of guys that can, that can, yeah, whether you're big or not, but guys that come up with loose bucks and he's trending in that, that air, uh, you know, that arrow going up. He's, he's one of those guys that come up with loose pucks and, or winning a wall battle to get the puck out. He's really done a nice job the last month for us. Will we see similar experimentation over the balance with other guys? Yeah, I, I just think that, you know, I'd like to see uh, like a bigger winger who, you know, uh, with Petey and, you know, who can get on the forecheck, strip some pucks and get him the puck and then get to the net. You know, you know, I've always felt that, uh, you know, guys playing with Petey, if, you know, you, you want your best players to have the puck as much as possible. You also want guys that will go through the middle to create space for him. And I think that's what we're looking for. Do you have a word you call that player type, like that Burroughs, Hyman, Bunting player type that you're sort of talking about. Do you have like a- yeah, Bunting. I had him in Arizona. Yeah, just like it's a very sticky, greasy guy. They're just sticky. You know, they're just they're around the puck. Somehow they always come. They always get the puck or keep the puck moving to, towards one of our players. Not a one and done, one and done guy. You know, um, it's Pride Night tonight. Yeah. Can you speak to the importance to the organization. Yeah, it's a big night. Um, I thought Quinn Hughes was just echo what he said yesterday. You know. Um, you know, like we really believe hockey's for everyone, diversity, all that stuff. Uh, it's really important. And uh, jerseys look great too, by the way. Like I'm uh, anxious to see how they look on, and when the guys are warm up. Well, this has uh, obviously been a hot button topic around the league. Um, will all your players be wearing it in the warm up? Uh, everybody but Koozie, I think. Yeah. And that's just a choice family. And I'm not going to get into it because we don't know, you know, the, 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 the deals that happen over there. So. Um, so I respect his decision. That is Vancouver Canucks head coach Rick talking on a game day against the Calgary Flames. Lots to get to there, including the decision for them to shut down defenseman Philip Ronick for the remainder of the season, dealing with a shoulder injury. Obviously, this year, 
loss for the Vancouver Canucks when it comes to making a playoff push. So best to have their uh, next top four defenseman uh, healthy and ready to go for next season. So we will not see him in these two matchups against the Calgary Flames tonight, of course, in Vancouver, and then next Saturday, again in Vancouver, except for Hockey Night in Canada on a Saturday. One other person to hear from from the Vancouver side of things, that's star forward Elias Pettersson. He's been red hot this season. One of the more uh, promising stories to come out of Vancouver this year has been his play. He'll be dangerous tonight, but he knows that they're going to need a tough effort, a good effort against a tough Calgary team. Here's Elias Pettersson on a game day from Vancouver. Start with the last home stand of the season. How important yep. is it for you guys to go out on a high in front of the fans? Yeah, I think we want to finish the season off good. Um, I think we've been playing good lately. Last game was not the best, but I think uh, lately it's been good, so we want to keep that going. There's been a lot of talk about the quality of schedule and just the intensity of games. You're playing a team tonight that's got a lot to play for. Just, does that uh, is that an exciting situation for you guys as well? Is that just kind of Amp things up tonight. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Obviously, it's uh, it's uh, we play Calgary. Um, it's always tough games against them. Uh, we're aware where they are in the stands, so we're gonna yeah bring our best effort and see where it takes us. The streak that you're on right now, in your mind, are you playing the best hockey of your career? Yeah, I think so. Um, I feel like I'm involved a lot in both defensively and offensively. So. Um, but yes, of course, it's easy to say no when I've scored 13 games or had a point 13 games in a row. But uh, it's I think um, points come when I play a good two-way game. Sorry. What would 100 points mean to you? Uh, I would score 100 points. No, but of course it's uh, it's uh, of course it would it would feel good to score 100 points. I'm not gonna stand here and lie. Uh, no. Um, I've learned uh, when growing up, if I think about points, um, I tend to lose my game and not play as best. So I'm just thinking about playing good and then, then chances will come. A lot of good friends over there, Elias on the other side. Yeah. Would it be nice to deal them a blow in their playoff? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're just going uh, to gonna try to win the game tonight and, uh, and play a hard game against them. No, uh, that was the first time I saw him since he got his kid, so I just uh, congratulate him on that and uh, a little friendly chirps between each other and, and see you tonight, so yeah, it was fun. So tonight's Pride Night, what does it mean to this group to wear the Pride jersey? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's important to, uh, to show that everyone is, is um, welcomed here um, and, uh, and yeah, I'll uh, yeah, wear the jersey tonight. Dakota Joshua has been on your line for the last game in a bit. How do you think he's fit in with you and Kuzma? He's, he's doing good. I mean, he's a big body. He um, he's good on forecheck. He it's it's so um, good for his game and for us when he played the body and wins the puck. Uh, like first shift last game, he won a puck for me, created a scoring chance for me. So it's just those small plays that makes a big difference. There you go. You look at the opposition tonight with uh, Vancouver Canucks head coach Rick Tockett in there. Uh, Elias Pettersson having a great season for the Vancouver Canucks. Hopefully not tonight if you're a Flames fan, but uh, as you're there, he's uh, look, just catching up with some of his sweetest friends on the other side. Casual chats, nothing too, uh, too uh, you know, hateful between the two sides. Uh, Pettersson up to 95 points this season. In 72 games, he has uh, been the elite playmaker 
the Canucks have hoped for, just blowing past any of his previous uh, season totals. His career best, 68 points last year. Yeah, he's uh, going to be probably close to 68 assists uh, this year when it's all said and done with a shooting percentage, one of his lowest uh, in his NHL career. So Elias Pettersson, uh, a huge part of the Vancouver Canucks. It's going to be an interesting story to watch for this Canucks team going forward. Uh, obviously, that contract issue they had not all that long ago, and this team now in the middle of a rebuild, retool, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Elias Pettersson will be an RFA after next season. So before you know it, Canucks fans will have to dive back into uh, the contract extension talks with uh, Elias Pettersson and whether or not Vancouver is a long-term home for him. We'll wait and see. But as far as tonight goes and as far as Saturday goes for the Calgary Flames, that is no doubt the guy that you're going to have to keep an eye on. He has been tremendous this year. He's formed a nice pairing with Andre Kuzmenko, the 27-year-old from Russia, has 37 goals on the season, well on his way to a 40-goal season in his first year in the NHL. He mentioned, uh, Elias mentioned there in that interview, uh, Dakota Joshua has been uh, placed on his right wing there. So it's Kuzmenko with Pedersen and Dakota Joshua. The second line for the Canucks, led by JT Miller with Brock Besser and Philip DiGiuseppe, uh, one of their new acquisitions, Anthony Bavilia, and a third line with Sheldon Dries and Connor Garland, the defense really taking a, uh, a hit with Ronick out for the rest of the year. They've recalled Jack Rathbone uh, from the American Hockey League and put uh, Ronick on the injured reserve. So they're going to be without him for a while. They're already without Tucker Pullman, Travis Dermott, and Oliver ekman Larson on the back end, of course, on the front side of things. Um, Mikheyev's been out. Pearson's been out. Um, the, including some of the young guys they had brought up in Bolanin and Yulson are out on the back end. So it's a very beat-up Canucks team, but it hasn't stopped them from having good success uh, in this month of March. So Flames and Canucks go tonight. Quick reminder, Flames warm up with Pat and Peter Labardius goes at 7 o'clock tonight. They'll have all of your uh, up-to-date Flames lines and roster news uh, ahead of tonight's game. We're expecting Jacob Markstrom to get the start. Will we see Michael Stone return to the lineup after 19 games missed? He returned to practice with the main group yesterday, uh, but was not told whether or not he'd be playing in tonight's game. He skated on a third pairing uh, as an extra with Gilbert and Stetcher. So we'll see. Perhaps uh, the veteran defenseman back in the lineup for the Calgary Flames. We know we're not going to see Chris Tanev. He's still out with that upper body injury. That's a big loss for the Calgary Flames. And, yes, Matthew Coronado, for those asking, is on the trip for the one-game road trip to Vancouver, uh, but we're not expecting him to make his NHL or season debut tonight against the Canucks. But, hey, you never really know. Keep your eyes peeled on that. I know Flames fans will be eagerly anticipating uh, whenever number 39 gets into the lineup for the first time. Flames again going for their first three-game winning streak of the year since December. That would be a huge one tonight. Uh, of course, we'll keep our eyes on the Vancouver and the Winnipeg Jets, excuse me, and the Detroit Red Wings. They get puck drop going at 6 o'clock, so we'll be pretty much into the third period of that game as the Canucks and Flames get underway from Vancouver. So a pretty good idea if Winnipeg is or isn't on their way to picking up two points against the Detroit Red Wings. Reminder, a loss for Winnipeg in regulation and a win for the Calgary Flames would mean uh, both of them tied at 85 points with equal number of games played. So a huge, huge two points on the line for both teams tonight and Winnipeg and Calgary. We'll see each other in Winnipeg next week, but the Flames still have games against Anaheim 
and Chicago back at home before we get to focus on that matchup. That'll do it for us here on a Friday. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks to uh, Brad Curl and Peter Labardius uh, for joining us to talk about the different uh, hockey going on. Thank you to my outstanding production team of Cam and Taylor. Enjoy the game tonight. Should be a great one between the Flames and the Canucks. We will uh, reconnect with you on Monday following the Flames and the Ducks, and we'll be two games closer potentially to the Stanley Cup playoffs for the Calgary Flames, and we'll see where this team sits after two more games. Here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.